Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. My name is Andy Dawson. My name's Sam Delaney. I haven't finished. I'm still doing a long note. Oh, sorry, mate. Power play. Uh, there, I've finished now. My name's Sam Delaney. Power play right from the get-go. There you go. Start. My cat's been power playing me. My, pa- my cat and I have been engaged in power games this morning. We should, we should point out that even though this sounds as if we're in the same room together, we're not. We're 300 miles apart, aren't we? Yeah, so when on days when I record this at home... Um, I do it at the like dining table. The cat knows it's not allowed on the dining table, <laughs> but it's not scared of me. It's scared of my wife. It's scared <laughs> of my children, but it's not scared of me. Just like because, just like your wife and children, it's not yeah, scared exactly. of you. <laughs> my wife can just give it a look, and it fucking runs a mile. <laughs> my son will just terrify it by shouting its name, like "Get up the table, Nelson!" and it jumps and. But, like, with me, it gets up, and I'm like, bloody, what's his name? Who's uh, John Lemassurier's character in... Sergeant Wilson. Uh, I'm a bit like, do you mind awfully getting <laughs> off the table? I'm like that. If you'd be so I good. Can't, I can't be harsh on him. He's up, he's, my, my wife's gone out, the kids are at school, I've set up the, the gear, the laptop and the microphone, and he's just up, and he's crawling around over the laptop. You know how they do. Yeah. They try and get, they try and sit on whatever it is you're doing. And I'm going, come on, mate, get off the table. You're not really supposed to be up here. And he's just looking at he's looking at me because I'm basically a ridiculous supply teacher who's yeah. gone into a, an inner city comp and he's trying to like teach them French. Yeah. He's just looking at me like, what? Don't even fucking bother, you clown. You fucking melt. <laughs> so anyway, he's gone for the time being, but just a heads up to you and the listeners. There is a pa- I'm engaged in a power game. With a feline. With a feline right and, now. And that could interfere with the podcast that's about to follow. It's only going to give it an added edge, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. An added dimension. Yeah. I, went to see, um, I went to see Danny Baker do his live show last night in Durham. Oh, uh, yeah, th- I saw was, a picture of you with him. Yeah, that, that, that thing you just said there about the supply teacher, that reminded us of one bit. He said there was this kid in his school, in his class, who would just, he was one of those kids who now and again he would just get up and walk out. Yeah. And, and the teacher would say, what are you doing? And he'd say, I'm off. I've had enough. <laughs> and the teacher would just have to go, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? It's the best thing to do sometimes as a teacher. Yeah. You might as well do that. It's like sometimes, sometimes I do, and the rare time I score victories with my kids is when you trick them by going, they go, I go, get in the bath, son. He goes, no. And I go, what? He goes, I'm not getting in the bath. Don't want a bath. And sometimes I just go, all right. <laughs> And then that power plays him. Yeah. That's a power play. Yeah. Blows his mind. That's what I tell myself anyway. Yeah, of course, mate. Of course. This is it. It's an international weekend now, unfortunately, yeah. for this football Fuck podcast. Now. 
That's the worst stuff that you can do to a man. It's the uh, it's, or a woman. And, and what what's more is it's it's this it's this nations league thing they've they've dreamt up. It's that again. I've got no idea what it is. No, and I don't want to know. No, I don't that's care. The, that's that's the point I was about to make. Um, you know where you are with friendlies, and you know where you are mm. with a Euro or a World Cup qualifier. With this thing, yeah. no one really knows what it is, so you don't know what to feel. You yeah. don't know whether to feel excited or boredom, and it's just it's it's a power play from UEFA against the rest of us. I know it's a, it is a power play, and it's ah. Uh, uh, I'm unsettled. I, mean, I, I I won't be watching it. I tell you that much. Well, I've got some fixtures for us to predict, and it's, it's is it on tonight? Is it on tonight? It, and are we playing behind closed yeah, doors? Yeah, England are away. Why is it behind closed doors? Uh, racism. The Croatian no, is fans that punishment against the Croatians. Yeah, the being Croatian racist? fans did some racism, so it's behind closed doors. But yet, the England yeah. fans aren't allowed in either, which seems like a punishment for us. Yeah, why do we, we get punished for another lot's racism? Exactly. There's 500 England fans have travelled across to Croatia, but they're not going to be able to get in. I bet they do, though. Mm. There's always a way in, isn't uh, By there? the way, who are all these clowns that are in this England squad? We should play a game of England squad or not England squad. <laughs> because if I said to you, let's see now, Marcus Bettinelli, um, England player or not England player? Uh, not England player. No, he plays for Fulham and he is in the current England squad. Is he? But, yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Jordan Dunk. Jordan Dunk. He's the one from Brighton, isn't he? he, he yeah, he is in. No, oh. he is not. There is someone called Lewis Dunk. Dunk. That must have been where I got the idea from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, afraid he is. I made up the Jordan bit. There's a one called Mason Malt or something like that, isn't there? Uh, it's, I think it's a Derby. Derby County have got an England player in this. It's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, Clive. No, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> there one called Clive with the England squad? Clive San Moritz. <laughs> yes, he's in. Yeah, that's right. He plays for Southampton. <laughs> He's a pacey he's actually, fullback. He's actually the son of Kirkson Moritz from Dear John, that's, the 1986 right. sitcom. Who I think died. He did, he died recently. Yeah, I forgot the name of the actor, unfortunately. I think it's one of the best characters in the history, not just of sitcoms, but of, of everything. Just fi- fiction. Yeah. Do you remember a the episode? Who, do you remember the episode yeah, the, when his, with, Sorry, do you remember the episode when his true identity was revealed? That's what makes him so good. Oh. And until then, it was just seemed like a Fonzie ripper. Yeah. Although it was funnier because the idea that he was at this sort of grim singles club was funny. But <laughs> the the episode, and I don't know where it came. You'll know where it came in the series. Quite of John, near the end, I think. John, where it's the big reveal. It's right up there with who shot Jr. Um, who was Michelle Fowler's baby daddy? The greatest reveals. Yeah. In in dramatic history, it's right up there when the poor bastard. Spoiler alert for anyone who wants to catch up <laughs> on it. Spoiler alert, three sitcom. Yeah, you might want to get it out, but he um, turns out this bloke who was sort of self-styled international playboy, in fact, only turned up dressed like that once a week for the singles night, and yeah. that was living at home with his mum, and he answered the door in sort of NHS glasses and a cardigan, and a cardigan yeah. didn't he? He was called Eric Morris. <laughs> he, he called himself Kirk St. Moritz. Eric Morris. 
England player yes. or not England player? Yes, England player. Yeah, very much so. He's actually only played for Tottenham for 15 minutes yeah. in a Europa League game last season. But Southgate's seen enough in him yeah. from YouTube clips to give him the nod for this Croatia match. Yeah. Midfielder. It's- very good at... Ret- Possession retain retention. South gets good with this because you know he's putting all his kids in because he he's he sort of trained everyone to believe that's what we want. So then if it goes mm. wrong, he's going to go. Well, this is what you all wanted. You wanted these yeah. kids brought through. Oh, fine, fine. You want me to recall Paul Mariner, do you? And Dave Watson. Yeah, no, the old Dave Watson as well, not the second one, the original. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why don't we get them all back? Why don't we get fucking? Tom Baker in. Mick Shannon. Because Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Tom Doctor Baker was, was, never a, was never an international footballer, Gareth. He, he just used to play Doctor Who in the 70s. Oh, fine. We'll get him then, shall we? <laughs> no, that's not what we're saying. <laughs> Mick Shannon. Very true. By the way, by the way, I mean, I don't want to get too far into it now. Mm. But this, as I have been reporting on Twitter, this Keegan book is sensational. Is it? Yeah, and when you talk about the likes of Mick Shannon and stuff, there is so much about these lads in there, these greats of the 70s and uh, early 80s, um, from home and abroad. And, uh, yeah, it's just heads up, we're going to do a deep dive. We're going to have to do it. Once you've got the book, we have to do the deep dive. uh, It's it's funny in a very different way to Roy Keane's book, obviously, but it's got some great stuff in there. Because that Keegan-Shannon partnership in Southampton was brilliant, early 80s. Well... Keegan, he he was only at Southampton for two seasons. Yeah. And I think in his second season, he was the top... I mean, he was regarded as being at the end of his career. He was the top scorer in the first division. Yeah. And by quite a long way, and this was the first division when, like, Rushy was, you know, fucking Mm -hmm. slamming them in for for Liverpool. There was a lot of good strikers around in that era. But uh, Keegan just came back from Germany playing for Southampton, who weren't a particularly excellent side, although he had signed for them because he was convinced he could make them win the league. Really? Because Kevin Keegan is one of the most amazingly optimistic and energised people of all time. That's what I've concluded from reading this book. I think as well, I think as well, he was always very good at making himself the centre of attention. I mean, the bit I was on to last night, was where the fucking helicopter lands yeah. on the St. James's Park pitch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he, even now, in the days of Cristiano Ronaldo, do you know what I mean? Or Paul Pogba, or these sort of like, quite, you know, these huge superstars who don't shy away from the limelight. The idea that one of them would have the fucking balls to arrange for their own fucking helicopter <laughs> to land on the pitch to mark their retirement and fly away <laughs> waving out the window at the St. James's Park crowd. I mean... It's so mad. It's it is so mad, and you just can't. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo did that tomorrow, or Neymar did it tomorrow. You'd think this Dickhead. is beyond. If fucking if Kanye West did it, if Kanye West had exited the White House yesterday, right via it, you'd think this is beyond the fucking pale. This is like egotism, narcissism, yeah. power plays gone fucking through the looking glass. Keegan did that shit back in nineteen eighty four. Yeah. And he arranged it himself, by the way. Did he? And the poli- and apparently the police were really annoyed because he hadn't checked <laughs> it out with them. anyone about health and safety. Right. He's just gone, I think after the game it would be appropriate if I uh, got our helicopter to <laughs> fly down 
and land on the pitch. And he claims it was for practical reasons. He said, well, the people love me so much, I would have never got out of that staging by any other means. No, of course I don't not. know what he meant. He thinks that the Geordies would have torn him limb by limb <laughs> and kept different parts of his body as souvenirs in their sheds. <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> yeah. So See that? One, so That's Kevin Keegan's knee, that is. <laughs> I pulled it off the bastard when he retired. <laughs> There's a bunch of us who all got together and one day when the technology's in place, we're going to reassemble them and he'll be back yeah. on top of the league where he belongs. <laughs> we'll win the fucking league once we've made a clockwork, Keegan. <laughs> you'll wind the bastard up and he'll just start scoring. <laughs> so many goals. So many goals. <laughs> Activate Keegan. Yeah, so he was worried they were going to pull him limb from limb, so he escaped in a helicopter and flew off to a golf. And he flew off to a golf course down the road where he'd arranged a party to celebrate his retirement. (laughs) (laughs) Where all his proper mates were, he didn't want to celebrate with the fans. And of course, if that helicopter was to land on a football pitch now, without the authorities having any idea it was going to happen, it would be regarded as a terrorist incident, and it would be bombed. And blood yeah, smithereens, they, and they'd they'd scramble some migs, wouldn't yeah, they? Yeah, and everyone involved would be killed. So it was of its time, <laughs> so we, really. We had no option other than to wipe out the helicopter and everyone else inside the stadium. <laughs> there were fifty-three. <laughs> apart journeys. from Mike Ashley, apart from Mike Ashley, who was wearing who under his like Newcastle United shirt and baggy dad <laughs> jeans, was wearing some sort of nuclear resistant vest. I'd love to see when the time comes and Mike Ashley does sell Newcastle United, I'd love to see Mike Ashley leave from the centre of the pitch in a helicopter with £350 million in cash about his person. Yeah, or on Elon Musk's flying space car with all the cash like loaded into the boot and the boot having to be held down with a bungee because he can't quite shut it and some notes fluttering out into the sky. Giving the Geordies the finger as he flies yeah. off. That's what'll happen. My work here, my work here is done. <laughs> <laughs> Talking points. Shall we have a look ahead at the uh, yeah. at the, the some of the dreadful, dreadful fixtures that face us over the weekend? Look ahead. First of all, obviously we've just touched on it: Croatia versus England, uh, seven forty-five Friday night behind closed doors. Uh, England have assembled a squad made up of people no one's ever heard of. What the fuck's going to happen here, Sam? We don't know if these people are real because no one's ever seen them. I've already told you Marcus Bettinelli. Then you've got uh, Nathaniel Chalabar, who was a character out of Dickens's um, Great Expectations, of yeah. course. Um, uh, Joe Gomez, yeah, I think I've seen him. James Madison, he's quite new. Yeah, Alex McCarthy sounds like the name of someone who played for Southampton in the 80s, but in fact plays for them now. <laughs> M- Mason Mount. That's the one I'm, I thought we, of. He's the Derby lad. That, yeah. That sounds like a confectionery, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Henman Mason Hill. Mason Mount. It's like Henman Hill, yeah. isn't it? Capri's Mason Mount. <laughs> uh, uh, gorgeous caramel, indulgent nougat, <laughs> and real whole hazelnuts <laughs> in a chocolatey shell. Mason Mount. Uh, he's on loan at Derby from Chelsea. Uh Jaden Sancho plays for this, fucking Borussia Yeah, this Dortmund. is the one that, that, that I think this is the fictional one, isn't it? The, the, the backstory yeah. where he apparently plays for Borussia Dortmund. It's like a comic strip, isn't it? It's like a yeah, Roy the Rovers sort of thing. Yeah, from Roy the Rovers. Yeah, no one's seen him. All the names are silly, even the ones we know. 
I mean, let's get real here. Trent Alexander-Arnold, Ross Barkley, Marcus Bettinelli, Nathaniel Chalabar, Eric Dyer. I mean, Eric Dyer, <laughs> we're used to that. Yeah. But if we take a step back, you think that's weird. Jordan Henderson's a weird name. Harry Kane is a weird... It's all fucking weird. This co- What's going on? Anyway, in conclusion, 2-1 Croatia. 2-1 Croatia. Yeah. There's quite a few of them if you were to put the word the in front of their name and five afterwards. You'd have like a jazz group, wouldn't you? The Trent Alexander-Arnold five. The James Tukowski five. Yeah. yeah. Who was that first one you said? Uh, Marcus Bettinelli. The Marcus Bettinelli the Marcus five. Bettinelli five. Yeah, that's a jazz sort of group. Sort of bit of an Italian one. vibe to it. We do jazz, but with a calypso hint. <laughs> a calypso flavour. And here on stage is Marcus Bettinelli himself. <laughs> the leader of the troop. Yeah. Right, so you reckon 2-1 Croatia? Yeah. I think it's going to be more brutal than that. I reckon 3-1 Croatia. Yeah. And, of course, our good friend, <coughs> Results Bot, who predicts a 1-0 home win for everything, because that's what he's programmed to do. He says Croatia will win 1-0. So we'll yeah. see with that one. Right, next one, Austria versus Northern Ireland. I'm not even entirely sure when this one's on. I think this might be tonight as well, because all these games stretch across the weekend. Austria, the Austrians, we don't know what they're up to these days. Uh, That usually spells trouble for geopolitics, I think. I think a quiet Mm. Austria is a dangerous Austria, but I don't know what that translates. Yeah, Churchill said that, didn't he? Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know if that translates into footballing matters, though. Austria, Northern Ireland. Um, I haven't got any analysis for this. I'm just going to go with a score prediction of 1-1. Well, I'm going to back the Northern Irish and say they're going to nick a 0-1 victory. But okay. uh, who fucking knows? I don't know anything about either team. Is that based on... Oh, I, hang on, no. Anat Marcus Anatovic, uh, West Ham's best player. He's Austrian, is he? Spiritual leader and... Talisman. So I think you're going to he change plays your for pre- Austria. You're going to change your prediction then. Yeah, I mean he's so good. I love him. He's so good that I think that he, you know, he'll be too much on his own for Northern Ireland. I'm going to say two 0 Austria, and and he'll bag them both. Ooh. I'm telling you, mate, it'll be too much for it, the Irish. Is he going to be a one man team though? What's the rest of Austria like? We don't know, do we? Hang about. Doesn't Johnny Evans play for Northern Ireland? Yeah, are you going to change for... your prediction again now? No, I'm just wondering who he's up against. Yeah, so Johnny Evans. I think he'll. I think he'll have them. I think that'll be a good contest. But ultimately, Arnie will come out triumphant. Are you sticking with two 0 Because I'm writing these down. I've had scribbled one out already. Yeah, he's half Serbian, and you know what the Serbs are like. <sighs> yeah, dangerous. Don't fuck with the Serbs. Mm. So two 0 Austria, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And next, uh, Ireland. Versus Denmark. Oh, good game that. Mm. Was this good the one? Game. Was it Ireland versus Denmark in the playoffs for the um, for the World Cup last year when Denmark hammered them? Now it can't have been because they both qualified, didn't they? Did they? Who did? Who did? Were, were, were Republic of Ireland who, in the World Cup? No. Who does no, Ericsson? Who does Ericsson play for? Is he Denmark? Denmark. Yeah, that was it then. Oh, yeah, okay. so repeat of that, and they did them five rematch. Nil. Yeah, rematch. I'm going to say five well, five nil again. Scores then. to settle, but. Denmark, but they were all right in the World Cup. And like I've said before on this podcast, but Ericsson's a great player, but I don't know if he's fit because he wasn't playing for Spurs the other day. Right. 
Ireland, of course, our friend Roy Keane. Is he still the assistant manager he's despite the fact that he's as, alienated as, half as the we, squad? As we go to press, yes, he is, yeah. Yeah, so he'll be fuming about that 5-0 defeat, won't he? Yeah, that's not going to help them, I don't think. I'm going to go 2-1 Denmark, actually. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? I think, uh, yeah, I think... It, well, I can't copy you. You can if so you I'm want. Gonna say, I'm going to say 2-0 Denmark. <laughs> Fucking results bot says 1-0 Ireland. I don't know why I'm giving this any thought. I mean, it's embarrassing that I'm even pausing to actually think about it. Seriously, I might as well just be fucking picking. I might as well get that fucking cat. Meow once. Oh, he's fallen asleep. Good. You sound like one of them pricks on the tactics board who's actually giving it consideration about yeah, I know. weighing up the possibilities. Like some cunt who takes the old fucking ridiculous circus seriously. Yeah. We're going over there shortly anyway, so we'll, we'll catch up with the tactics board, lads. Jalapeño. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Jalapeño. Netherlands versus Germany. This sounds quite exciting. I think this is on... This might be tomorrow night, actually. They despise each other, don't they, yeah. the Dutch and the Germans? Yeah, very much so. Hopefully there'll be no gobbin like in 1990. Hopefully there will be. Yeah, actually, it'll That's be what lovely we want, to isn't see it? a good yeah, gobbin rematch. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go 2-2. Nah, Germany will win this, won't they? Netherlands are on their arse at the moment. I saw Germany I'll after say. the World Cup. Germany are awful. I'll... Yeah, that's true. Mm, yeah, all right. Mm, yeah. Oh, fucking hell, I'm thinking about it again. I don't know. 4-2 to Holland. <laughs> Fuck That's it. right. I'll always call them Holland. I bet that comes in as well. And results spot says 1-0. I've entered those into the mainframe. Finally, possibly the highlight of the weekend, this one, uh, Faroe Islands versus Kosovo. I thought Kosovo, was, I thought Kosovo was a city. I didn't realise it was a country. Yeah, fucking hell. Well, you know, it's like nowadays. Anyone can make themselves into a country. It's gone mad. Um... <laughs> I am going to predict that this will be 7-4 to the Faroe Islands. Do the Faroe Islands still all play in bubble hats? Yes. Didn't they used to all play in bubble hats? I believe they did, yes. They still do that? And they've all got jobs relating to the fish industry. It's one of the um, caveats. They have to do that. Yeah. Uh, 7-4 to the Faroe Islands. Um, I'm going to go 7-6 to the Faroe Islands. Andy, if someone said to you, if someone called you up, mm. said, I mean, as has been, as you've documented on social media, you did play five aside earlier in the week. Oh, very much so, so you yeah. Came, you came out of temporary retirement, yep. right? 
say if a scout from Faroe Islands had spotted you, thought he's got talent, yep. then they'd done a bit of a who do you think you are and gone back, traced the Dawson family tree. Yep. And you get a call and they go, mate, it's a uh, head fisherman from the Faroe mm-hmm. Islands now here, who's probably the prime minister and head of their football <laughs> organisation as well. Right. And he goes, turns out you've got some Faroe Islands in you. <laughs> On your on your mum's side, right? And uh, you, we've seen you play. Our scouts often hang around Sunderland five-a-side pitches, yeah. And uh, we we like what we see, and we want to give you the opportunity to play for us. And you're like, mate, I'm in my forties. My foot, my fitness isn't what it was. And they go, don't worry about that. We we like what we see. That you've got your first yards in your brain, clearly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, simple question: Could you be asked playing international football for the Faroe Islands? Um, I'd, I'd do one. I'd do one match just to see what it was like. Put because some there's travel out. involved. Presumably they'd cover your expenses. I, they assume they would. I'm not going to go there. And I, I don't know where they are. Do you know where they are? It's north of the Shetlands, I think. Oh, so it's not that far then. I mean, I'm not going to go there under my own steam. They're going to have to put like a, a flight on or something. They're going to have to land a helicopter in your back see, garden. Yeah, I'd definitely do it if there's a helicopter on. Andy, we see you as our own Kevin Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're superstar in Faroe Islands. You could be big man, release single, advertise aftershave, the lot. We see your face on Faroe Island cereal box called Fishy Wheats. <laughs> we are going to introduce you with what we call the reverse Keegan, a helicopter from your home into the stadium. What do you say? I'd say, why are you talking like George Weir? But... Andy, you must wear this wig. There. In Faroe Islands, bald men, not not popular. Not good. Suspicious. You must wear... Yeah, you must... Uh, you scare children. Sinister. Wear a curly wig. Like Kevin Keegan. And you're like, mate, why are you so obsessed with Kevin Keegan? He retired in 1984. That's fucking years ago. <laughs> Haven't you got any more up-to-date references? Turns out they're so behind in the Faroe Islands, <laughs> they're only getting match of the day from the 80s still. <laughs> they're playing fucking catch-up. So they think Keegan's still a thing. Yeah, quite right. So you're, what you're offering me is a helicopter ride, a wig, and the chance to play at national football. And, and a lot of... Com- no, and potential, but not confirmed, commercial opportunities. And there's nothing about that not to love. I'm in. But you do have to fucking turn up and play. And, and remember, you'll be playing Kosovo tonight. But who knows? You might have to play against the Spanish at some point. Imagine that. I'm, I'm, Imagine those Spanish players tapping the ball around you for 90 minutes and you just fucking chasing around. I don't know what position you play. We'll be bobble hat all twisted around. Yeah, your head will be end. fucking sweating buckets <laughs> under that fucking hat. <laughs> It'll be torturous. And it'll be. I don't know if they play... We're going to go to the tactics board in a minute, but... I don't know if the Faroe Islands play the high press, but if they do, that's exhausting against a team like the Spanish, especially wearing a bobble hat. And a wig. Fuck me, mate. And a wig. You are going to, I mean, you'll have lost fucking half your body weight by half time. Fucking hell, another plus. That might be a good thing. (laughs) Another plus. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe the coach would be happy for you to just hang around up front. Depends. We'll see. But either way, you're in. But it'll it'll be on Sky, so watch out for me over the weekend in that one. I might okay. just come on as a sub for 10 minutes just to get, yeah, just to get a feel be, for it, you know. Yeah. And, of course, results bot says 1-0 to the Faroe Islands in that one. Fucking idiot. Results bot! Listen to this, though. 
Kevin Keegan, sorry, this is something that we should reserve for the deep dive. But with the Roy Keane one, I did tell you some Roy Keane stories before we did the deep dive to whet, whet your appetite. But at the 82 World Cup, remember Kevin Keegan was injured. Him yeah. and Brooklyn were injured. Well, Kevin Keegan had a dodgy back, right? It was something wrong with his spine. Right. And Ron Greenwood said, don't worry, we'll sort, you know, the 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 our doctor, the national doc, team doctor will, will sort it out for you. And uh, he fucking didn't know. And Keegan said, I knew this cunt didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> and he said... There's only one fella who'd ever sorted me out, and it was a bloke in Germany when I was at Hamburg, and he fucking knew what he was doing. Because Germans, and I wanted it? to see him. But Ron Greenwood was like, thought we were about to play West Germany, and Ron Greenwood was like, thought it would be a national disgrace uh, if right. it was discovered by the press that Keegan was having to leave the World Cup in Spain and travel to Germany. To, to get his back fixed in order to then come back to Spain and play against Germany for England. He was like, Ron Greenwood couldn't get his head around it. No. He was like, oh, we, we should have an English doctor. Yeah. An English doctor should be able to do it. And Keegan said, I tried it your way, Ron, and it hasn't worked, right? So Passive aggressive. He said, all right, you can go, but you cannot get, no one can know about it. So he's gone. So he's told me, if I go, I have to go incognito. It was time for another one of my legendary disguises. <laughs> now, in the book, in the book, the book opens with Ke- a story about Keegan re-entering St. James's Park after he's fallen out with Mike Ashley in disguise. <laughs> and then throughout the book, there are so many stories in the book about him disguising himself. So it's quite right. clear, and I don't know whether it's a sexual thing or what, <laughs> but it's quite clear that Keegan is obsessed with disguises. Yeah. So by the time you get to 1982, you've already heard half a dozen disguise stories, and you're starting to think, this is a bit weird. <laughs> it's like you're disguising yourself when you don't even need to, right? <laughs> he goes to fucking Florida with the kids to Disneyland. He disguises himself. He goes to a Christmas market on the outskirts of Hamburg. He disguises himself. He always gets spotted anyway. He goes, oh, I didn't realise how famous I was. But even with the disguise, everyone come, come and ran after there me. There it is. Right. Always wanting to be centre of attention. Yeah. And uh, and so he goes, so I decided to take myself to Germany in disguise, just like Ron had asked. And I'm thinking, Ron didn't ask that. And you know Ron Greenwood's dead, so he can't deny it now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He's going, Ron took me aside and insisted I disguised myself. Right. So he fucking disguises himself and he borrows a car from the receptionist at the hotel that they were staying at in yeah. fucking Bilbao or somewhere, right? Because he's going, I realised that I couldn't drive in a flashy car because everyone would think, oh, look at that flashy car. It's probably Must Kevin, be Kevin Keegan. Keegan. So he gets this disguise on, right? There's 48 hours to the West Germany game. He fucking drives all the way across Europe. I think he with does one back. leg of it by air with his bad back <laughs> in a tiny hatchback, right? With no suspension, right? Turns up on the doorstep of this doctor. The doctor says, how did you get here, Kevin? I thought you were at the World Cup. I have seen you. And he goes, oh, I had to drive here in a hatchback that I borrowed off a hotel receptionist. And he said, this German doctor was disgusted and outraged yeah. that the FA would have let him do that. Quite right. right. And, uh, and he fixes his back. He goes, he, he has to do the whole thing back again in the same car, in disguise. Bad back. Right, Ron Greenwood has not told anyone else in the England squad. So when they, anyone's gone, where's Kevin? He's just gone, made up a lie. Oh, he's in his room. He's gone all the way to fucking Germany. He's come back again. His bad back's worse from the driving. And uh, 
and Ron Greenwood sits him on the bench and then doesn't bring him on as sub. <laughs> Fucking power play. What about that for a power play? He sent him all the way to Germany and back in disguise. And when he gets back, he, he doesn't use him. I'll tell you what I, so what I, what I, what I glean from that um, is, a, is a desire for myself to, to be in disguise more often. I don't think it's something mm. we do enough. It's something we've no. let go. We could probably do it a little bit when we're kids. But There's I mean, a you, lot of you fun like, to be had. You with you disguises. like to dress up a lot when you were a kid. I don't know if you still do dress up, but you were never no. out of that dressing up shop round the corner from yours. It would be nice to get Kevin Keegan involved in this podcast in some capacity, and for you and him to visit that dressing up shop, and for the two of you to get dressed up in disguise. I put. By the way, I put a bid in for Keegan to come on. Have you? But I haven't had a response yet. But, you know, no news is good news, I suppose. Is that the phrase? I, um, I think so, yeah. No news is no news, in our case. Yeah. But I'll keep you posted on that. We might get him on. Okay. And if he's in disguise, more's the better. Absolutely. That's what we want. I mean, it could be, you could be talking to Kevin Keegan now in one of his greatest ever coups. Whoa. He may have disguised himself as Sam Delaney. Imagine that. <laughs> and done a whole podcast with you. And that's exactly the kind of thing. You've just dropped that little nugget of information in there. To make me mm. think, well, that's what Keegan would say. But it is what Keegan would say. He would yeah. just be like giving you a little bit of, hey, this is what's it's a going on here. quadruple bluff. Yeah. Classic Keegan. No, I don't know what Classic the fuck's Keegan. happening. Shit. Shall we go over to the tactics board? Tactics board. So, um, yeah, well, we're looking at, uh, well, it's, it's, it's Croatia versus England is the big match this weekend, but we want to focus on Faroe Islands versus Kosovo as our uh, high spot of the weekend. Now, um, I've been looking at the uh, the Nigerian Super League archives um, oh, yeah, in preparation for this one because I see lots of parallels between um, what's been going on recently in the Nigerian Super League and what I can expect to see, Pharaoh v Kosovo. Uh, the other nights I watched Plateau United versus the Wiki Tourists, and that was available to stream live on the dark web. That cost yeah. me six bitcoins. I uh, watched that at 4, 4 a.m. Uh, kickoff time, our time, that is. And um, Plateau's coach is the uh, the French maestro um, Jean-Michel Jarre. Um, he's currently coaching there. And on the other bench, Wiki's coach, he is, he chooses to remain anonymous, uh, but it's strongly believed from his tactical layout that he is actually Southampton coach Steve Wigley. So I watched that, um, and I, I learned a lot of things from that, which I'll, I'll I'll expect to talk about after they've happened when the match happens at the weekend. How about yourself? What you've been watching? Go back to Far- Faroe Islands um, versus Kosovo. Of course, is a really fascinating mm. tactical encounter mm. because the Faroe Islands of course played the reverse press mm. um, they're very much the pioneers of the reverse press yeah. um, which means they you know run backwards uh, when when the t- when the other team are in possession yeah. they they back away yeah. at, at very high speed yeah. and um, that's something that uh, you know I, I, obviously uh, uh, you'll be familiar with the Faroe Islands uh, yeah, yeah, Premier yeah, course, League yeah. And it's a tactic that has really evolved there a great deal um, under the the stewardship of their coach Rene, the cafe owner, out of a lower level. Yeah, a lot of a lot of um, of analysts are saying that their reverse press is still only at about seventy three percent 
and mm. they haven't really achieved full reverse press yet, which I think is something that is very interesting. We might see them get the 77% reverse press versus Kosovo. I'm not really sure. Um, Kosovo favour, when, when in possession, it's interesting because they favour the uh, what what's known as the fast wash, mm. 40, 40 degrees fast yeah. wash. Um, but when they lose possession, they'll go for eco wash. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when it gets to the last 10 minutes and they're desperate for a goal, they'll probably put it on, um, uh, just put it on a spin dry and, uh, uh, you know, just uh, really go for it. Their coach, of course, who's a reformed war criminal, yeah, um, it, he's uh, really well respected in the coaching community for his use of the fast wash and spin dry technique, but um, yeah. <laughs> he's had his knockers. <laughs> <laughs> Knockers. No, 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 oh, don't. No, don't. Don't start. Don't. Oh, oh, God, I'm losing it here. It's oh. like I was talking about boobs. Sex stuff. We've never had sex, have we? No, never. No. Good stuff there from the guys on the tactics board. Thanks again, lads. I like those guys. Great insight there. Tactics board. Um, that's about it, I think, for this episode of Top Flight Time Machine. We've tried to... F- Hang on, what about my nun story? No, we ain't got time for that this week. Fucking hell. Okay, all right, well, listen, stay tuned for future podcasts when I'll be telling the story about my brother getting confused in a nunnery. And also... Don't give them any hints. soon. I feel guilty about this, but I, I write a bi-weekly column in The Big Issue, and I've been doing it for years, and it's about... <laughs> Bye. It's a, it's a, it's a, t- like it's a TV, sorry, TV column, but obviously I don't write. But much like this, I don't really ever write about TV. I just write about whatever I want. Of course. And uh, in the forthcoming column, I have written a story about when I shat myself at school once. Have you? And I feel guilty about this because this is the sort of thing that I would usually share first in this forum, which is very much the home of my stories about shitting yeah so i feel bad about that um i will be sharing it on twitter once it's uh, published online mm. and i will give the full director's cut here on top flight time machine soon exclusively because obviously there's only so much i could reveal in the 450 word word count that mm. i am obliged to fulfill at the big issue I, I, I think that's a charitable act by you because it's going to encourage people to go out and buy the big issue where Perhaps they yeah. normally wouldn't. Go out and buy the big issue. bonus content. Exactly. And then I will offer bonus content, including an uh, Q&A on Twitter <laughs> afterwards. If people have got any specifics they want to ask, I'll, I'll put some time aside and you can do one of the, what they call that, live chat or ask that me anything. Know, something sort of like thing. that. Just about the time I shat myself at school. Good yeah. stuff. All right, that's it. Enjoy your international weekend if you can. Uh, we'll be back on Monday looking back at it all. And then next Wednesday, we've got part two of our deep dive into Roy Keane's book. Lots of content from us here at Top Flight Time Machine. Uh, listen, subscribe, enjoy, uh, share it with your friends and, uh, you know, tweet wildly about us. And it's on Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify I don't know what that now means, as well. But apparently that's good. It- like Taylor Swift. Oh, no, she's not on it. All right. Like the Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah, we're just like Jeff Lynne and the Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah. Bye. See ya.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 